Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It is not a fairy tale. We are no longer living life in paradise, like the great Miss Anita Baker said. This is Daria and Tanisha, and we are your hosts. And uh, we're going to talk about the ups and downs, the ins and outs, the highs and lows of this thing called marriage and relationships. And um, we are going to make it fun. It's going to be very light, but we still want to put a little information out there to help you guys with your relationship woes. And I do want to put a PSA out there that we are not experts, but we live this life every day. So I know we can share what you're probably thinking. Every day we live it. Okay. All right. So Tanisha, you want to tell everyone about yourself? Um, My name is Tanisha, and I have been married for almost eight years. Um, I have a wonderful husband, and we like to travel and explore, and we have these wonderful debates about all kinds of hot topics. Um, We have a 13-year-old son. Yes, 13. 6'3". Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Size 13 (laughs) shoe. He is a giant, and he is bigger than all of us, and we'll... We'll talk about some things about having a teenager. Oh my, I feel like every time I see him, he is has grown about 12 feet, like he, he's overnight. Tall. He's yes. tall. Mm-hmm. Yes, like Very a much. grown man now. Grown That's man. what he looks like mm-hmm. with a baby face. Yeah, he asked for a Rolex for Christmas. Girl, these kids. I know. All right, I am Daria, and I've been married for eight years. Um, we have a little girl. Um, she breaks me down almost every day. Um, <laughs> um, me and my husband, um, just when we can enjoy hanging out together. I feel like I rediscover why I like my husband when we hang out by ourselves versus yeah. the life of work and a kid. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into all of that right. throughout the podcast. Um And so, first what we're going to do is get into some reality trash. Uh, We pick a couple of shows to talk about. Uh, Right now, we're going to focus on Love After Lockup. And we're going to dabble into Seeking a Sister Wife. Very interesting show. The Mormon Lady. Oh. Her kids were cracking me up. What they do, girl? Girl, okay. So, the Mormon lady, Callie, finally told her, California love, that's, he been locked up for 18 years, just right. got out. So, he finally broke down and told her that he, his parole officer, won't let him leave the state. So, they were, so he was supposed to come to Utah to meet the kids and he couldn't come and he finally told her that and so she was like well i don't want you to go back to jail so we'll come out your way so you can meet the kids yeah so (laughs) that makes sense yes so um she goes and tells the kids like the youngest kid she calls him papa because she don't know no no better but the older two kids, I think they're like 12 and 13, a boy and a girl. And so she's like, okay, we're going to pack up. I need you guys to pack up your clothes in an hour. And we're going to leave here at 3 o'clock in the morning so we can go see Lamar, which is Callie. I call him Callie. Right. So the kids are like, what? Like, 
for one, I'm not excited to meet him. And I got, we going to California just to see him. Like, I want to do some things in California. Right. We're going to California. <laughs> We've been living in Utah. It ain't nothing to do in Utah. So, um, the son cracked me up because as soon as she said we're going, he was like, do we though? Like, I like to die. Just looking at their faces and right. them, like, they have more sense than the mom does. Because right. they're like, I, why should I be excited to meet this guy who just got out of jail? Like, he's not my father, you know? Exactly. And she's, like, hyping it up. You're going to go meet your new stepdad, and he is going to be your stepdad. And they're like, that ain't my daddy. <laughs> that ain't my daddy. But you know what? You never know how many men she done had these kids meet. That is true. And that's why Lil Dude was like, I'm not with this again. Yes, yes. And they going all the way to California, which is a good trip to take. It is. For a kid, but mm -hmm. really? Mm-hmm. Too much. So, they get in the car, they finally get there. Why does Heffa always get lost? GPS she, right. exists in like, current day. I can't say nothing because I get lost all the time. <laughs> All the time I'm getting lost. But, yeah, she needs a GPS. She does. So she calls him to get directions. He's like, I just, you're on the right street. I'll stand outside to, and you'll see me. So they get out the car, and the daughter is sitting in the front seat. And she's like, I'm not getting out the car. I don't want to meet him. Right. And so the mom, the Mormon lady, is literally saying, I will give you $20 if you get out the car right now. And then she's like, no, I don't, I don't want your money. I don't want to meet him. That says a lot. Not again, Mom. Not yeah. again. Yeah, so then she upped it to $40, and she, she, she still didn't get out the car. Right, because she's like, not again. Yes. We've been through this before. Mm -hmm. So then they go in. They just sitting around looking awkward. The little girl... The youngest one is like the happiest to see mm -hmm. everybody, see, see him. And so then the mom is like, well, talking to the oldest son, you need to go get your sister. So he goes out there and he is like, you know, you need to come in here. You need to meet him. That'll make mom happy. And she's like, okay, I'll come. So then she comes and they still just sitting in the room looking awkward. And the mom is like, well, do you have any questions for him? No. So the daughter's like, well, did you? Are you in a gang? Did you go to jail for drugs? And right. They need to know who this dude is. That, yes. Right. They have valid questions. So that's pretty much how it ended with them. Just him, him looking uncomfortable. But he kept it real with them. He was like, you know, I have a past. I did some things in the past that I know I shouldn't have done. Um, but you know, I'm out now. I want to be better. So, but I appreciate that he did let them know what the deal was so yeah, they wouldn't have it though yes and then she went and tried on a wedding dress she was trying on a wedding dress before she went to see him and i just in my mind i'm like why is she trying on a wedding dress why like and then she thinking about moving to california so that's how they ended mm. we'll see so what happened with john b you know that's <laughs> you know that's my favorite couple that's garrett and jana right i've been See, I didn't get to watch the show. I went out of town. The resort didn't have that channel. So I was pretty much stuck watching CNN because we sure. had like six channels. At least you got to go to a resort. Right, but we had six channels. Okay. I mean, y'all shouldn't have been just hanging out in the room anyway. Yeah, that's true. We weren't really in the room that much, but we were doing grown folk stuff. Well, it's nothing wrong It's nothing with like that. being away from home. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Right. I totally out. get it. Your inner kitten. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just keep it like that. <laughs> so, so married couples take a trip. So you yes, can be a kitten too. You need to. You need to rediscover. Rediscover. So, so what happened with the one I called John B. Garrett. Garrett and I like Jana. Mm-hmm. So, you know, last week he proposed. Right. Gave her her one carrot solitaire. And <laughs> <laughs> so she went and told her dad. And her dad was like, you know, that's fine. But do you feel like he did it, like I said before, out of obligation? Because you've been there for him all these years. Like he feels like he has to do it to make you happy. And she's like, I just feel like he loves me and that's what you do. Like, I never question, you know, why he's proposing to me because he loves me. And so her dad is like, well, you know how you are. You don't like to wait for things, but I would like to see you guys like you already living together. Just take your time and, you know, date him, like stall this out just to make sure, you know, he is the right one, which was very good daddy advice. And so she's like... But, you know, I'm ready to get married right now. And so the dad, like, kirks out and throws his coffee cup down. Is like, this is crazy. Throws a coffee cup. Girl, they in the park. And he just threw the coffee just, cup down. Just threw it down. And she just looked at him like, it's not that serious. And she was like, I didn't expect you to just, like, kind of, that was unnecessary for you to lose your mind like that. And she um, just kept walking that's like because it was she's nothing. already lost hers. She has. She's lost hers already. So she does tell her dad, I'm going to talk to him and just see where his head is. And, you know, you kind of got me to thinking. So she went up to his job unannounced. Mm. And he was like, I only got five minutes to talk. Right. Probably in the middle of a lunch rush. Yes. He's a waiter. So, yeah, it was empty. He was just folding up some silverware. Oh, he was just doing his extra job. Okay. So um, she asked him, um, you know, why did you propose to me? Like, are you really in this? And he was like, you know, I love you. And, you know, I propose to you because I love you. I want to be with you. What? Wait a minute. He had an out. You got to stop right there. So she couldn't wait to get for him to get home to ask him those no, questions? No, she could not. Why would you do that while he's at work folding up his silverware? Exactly. Because like, you know he, he really don't have time. He, one, <laughs> he don't have t- time. Two, he's not really focused on you because he's trying to get off work. Mm-hmm. And three... That ain't even a pro. Never mind. Realistic expectations. Unrealistic expectations. Unrealistic. That's mm-hmm. what I meant to say, girl. Mm-hmm. Just yes. Selfish. Yes, all day long. So he pretty much is like, you know, I'm in it. I want to marry you. And she's like, well, I just want to make sure, you know, it's really important to me that my dad supports us. And if he doesn't support us, then I, you know, I just don't feel right about this. Like. I want the big wedding and all of this. And he's like, you know, ultimately, it's just really just you and me and you. So I really don't care if we don't have your dad's support. So she wants her daddy to support her marrying a man that's been in jail for how long? I think he was only in for six. Only? Well, you know what I mean. Compared to the other people on the show. Six years is a long time. (laughs) It is. So, yeah, I don't think he's fully going to support that decision. No, he's not. He'll probably accept it Mm -hmm. just because he has to, but mm -mm. Mm -hmm. no. There's still going to be some some unsureness about the whole situation. It really will be. It really will be. Can't hide it. Mm -hmm. She's just desperate. Yeah, pretty much. She just don't even realize what she's getting herself into. It's work. Yes. So... 
Let's see. The next couple is Dom and a girl who look old in the face. Um, he pretty much he you know in the last episode he was she said well you didn't even bring me any flowers so <laughs> in the beginning of the episode she's trying on wedding, a wedding dress oh yeah and then she was running him around knowing he had to get back to his halfway house yes. oh girl that was a mess yeah uh -huh. so in this episode it starts off with her in the bridal shop talking mm -hmm. to a friend and um she's like you know i just feel disappointed because everything is not the way that i thought it would be once he got out of jail like i thought we would be married right away and blah 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 and she tries on this wedding dress and i'm watching this i'm like why are all these people trying on these wedding dresses like that is a no-no at this point in your relationship yeah so so they go from being in lockdown to locking it down in a nutshell right so the um she they go to her apartment whatever and he comes with some flowers and i feel like he had a very honest conversation with her he pretty much said you know i want you to know that i do want to marry you i'm just not at a place right now where we can do that right away like i want to keep it small you know give me about a year let me get myself together get through this whole parole probation period right. like let me get my life together in a nutshell that's to be respected yes that's honesty that you can respect yes and she took it a lot better than what i thought she was she pretty much said you know when you came out i didn't know what to think like you acted like you don't want to marry me you acted like you don't want to be with me so yeah i you know kind of lost it a little bit but she she received it very well so that's i was good. very surprised um who else crazy eyes and a lot of heroin girl she they really didn't show they showed him talking to his friend and his friend saying you might want to watch out for her because she might be using again right and that put a bug in crazy eyes ear that's the one who thought she was pregnant yes okay and so he was like you know addiction is not tolerated and i really do you know may want to start looking for the signs of there being an issue with that so him and his friend got into it and he left and called her and she didn't answer the phone mm -hmm. he called her again she didn't answer the phone so he got to the house and she's like in the bathroom on the floor talking about i don't feel so good but she was saying she was sick another day another day yeah she was like oh i don't feel good mm -hmm. and she, he had to come get her from the gas station yeah didn't he drive like an hour to come get her he her probably from, did i was like you've got to be kidding he probably me. did so that's pretty much how the show ended with them like oh what's going on with her because he like i don't know what's going on with you like this is scary so that's how that ended then they showed the one guy the old white dude they got the black lady in jail mm -hmm. i feel like he should get with his friend the the other black lady that went shopping with him i didn't see that you part okay fine um <laughs> i blink my eyes and no telling i might flip the channel or something but i'll go back to it i'll watch it i have to binge watch shows that's true. that's how i work best on a rainy day and mm -hmm. a, nothing but a remote that is true that's how i work best i can binge watch anything okay so i think he should get with his for actual friend like she seems like she has his back they seem like they have a good relationship he obviously like a little coco right so so that's it for love and lock up lock up love and lock up love lock after lockdown love after lock up i thought 
whatever, whatever it's called. We everybody knows. Yeah. Um, another show we just gonna dabble on, and mm-hmm. it's only because it's a black polygamous couple is seeking a sister wife. Right. So I'm not. We really not gonna get into the full episodes, but we just. We just have to talk about it. I'm just floored. Like, I'm not, one, I'm not trying to share. Two, I'm not trying to share my man, and I'm most definitely not trying to share my house with another broad. It's, that's not going to work. <laughs> I don't care what kind of community we can form together and have harmony. No, I'll get a nanny. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be a, an older lady. Mm-hmm. About 65, 70 years old. You know, nothing my husband's going to want to run off into the sunset with. And that's it. Mm -hmm. If I need somebody to help me with the house, that's who's going to help me with the house. Yes. I don't need no new girl, young, looking refreshed. No, you're not fixing me walking around here talking about you're going to sleep with her one night and sleep with me another. No. I don't know what you got. Exactly. So, I think my thing about it is, is that... The husband let her know up front that was his family plan. That is true. And she said no in the beginning, but she would think about it because of her anthropology background. Whatever. However, I wonder what in recent years, I guess, made her be like, okay, I'm down with this. Well, I had saw something on the, that she had three kids so far and mm-hmm. she wasn't wanting to have any more kids and because he wanted this large family that may have been another way for him to get his wishes but what about what she wants exactly i don't know i just it i guess she's agreeing to it so partly she may want that i just think she's just looking for some help around the house but she can hire a nanny and some babysitters and a cook like she better go to tackle okay <laughs> shoot amazon got services too <laughs> she better figure it out Mm-mm. i think it just kind of trips me out that for one it's a black couple and two they seem like the average family so for them to open their mouths and say oh i want to add another wife into the household is really really odd but then again I guess they're trying to keep it in the more formal sense because it's it's not a thing for any body these days to have like a whole nother family outside of the home anyway. <laughs> so. That's true. That's true. And we have like the side piece society and ooh, girl, that's another show we can talk about. The side piece it's society. Like, no, I just made that up. Oh, but it's probably gonna be a show called that. But it's like side pieces of sub. It's some kind of show coming out, girl. I gotta do some investigation. You on that. should. And I was like, what is up with this? Oh. I saw it somewhere, girl. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that one. But, anyways, I'm just worried about what she wants because she might want a, a little side dude on the side. Just, but she says she doesn't. He might not be handy around the house and she might need somebody to like. But again, you can hire someone to do those That's things. True. You do not need to add them to your family. Like, all the things that they, reasons that they said they want to do this whole sister-wise thing, I just feel like you can hire somebody to take care of that. You can. Outside of, you You know. You can hire that. However, what about the emotional aspect of her needs that aren't being met? That other dude might be able to meet that for her. And the other woman. Your current husband. And the other, well, 
the other girl, she might be able to mean something for him, but he just ain't really saying what he needs emotionally. I think he just wants to try the kids, and she just wants somebody to help her with the kids. And when you first showed me that show and I looked it up, I was like, she don't even look like she want to be with him. <laughs> the kids didn't look happy. She didn't look happy. I was like, she just ready for him to go and get out of her face. Probably. That, that might be that's the look. That's what I saw. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-mm, who knows what they got going on. I wouldn't be down with it. That's not my thing. But no, no, no. what works for them, works for them. Yes. Because I'm not trying to deal with that. No. I just feel like that's a whole nother level of drama. You already have enough drama. Not every, Everybody doesn't have drama, but you already have enough going on in a traditional. Right. Marriage is hard yes. enough by itself, and then you're going to throw another per Another okay, attitude. Two imperfect people trying to come together to make a perfect relationship, right? And then you're going to bring some old people in it? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that ain't, ain't going to work. Mm-mm. And then you got to deal with her attitude? Exactly. And then she's going to, like, mm-mm. It's no. too much. Come in your kitchen and move your your seasons and stuff around and your I know. like I she don't be, like when people come and try to rearrange stuff in my right, kitchen. Leave it alone. Yes. I know where it is. I don't mm-hmm. need you to move nothing. Mm-hmm. Why is the ketchup outside the refrigerator? And, and then you got the bread. Does the bread go on top of the refrigerator and the bread basket on the counter? Then she gotta bring her drama mm-hmm. to the stuff that couples argue about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh the goodness that sounds like a hot mess. Yeah. That's too much. It but we just going to touch on that. We gonna, yeah, we're going to touch on that. Right. We're going to leave that alone for right now. Because that's too much. Yes. Maybe watch a couple of more episodes. and Right. I got to binge. Reconvene. So this is the part of the show where we're going to do a sweetie shout out. We typically are going to request this from our listeners. Um, so I'm going to start it off this week with giving my hubby a sweetie shout out. Um, for Valentine's Day. Um, not only does he give me, you know, the regular candy and flowers, he also provides that for our daughter, and I really feel like it sets um, a standard for her um, as she grows up on what to expect um, a young man to do. Um, so the earlier you start, the better, and I just want to say thank you um, for not only thinking of me, but of course thinking of her and making the day just as special for her as well. Um, so again, we do a sweetie shout out every week. Please um, email us or send us a message on Instagram. Um, just with what your sweetie is doing for you and we like to share the love and also you know hopefully that'll help somebody else um to know you know what they're doing for their sweetie or what their sweetie is doing for them all right so now we're going to get into our topic so today's topic is why is it that african-american women are raised to be independent and are taught that you need to figure it out on your own and you don't need a man for anything. But women of other nationalities are taught how to treat a man and how to be in a relationship and what you should do for a man. Not that you need a man, but just more so how to cater to their men more. And we're taught how to be independent and work this thing out. All right. Well, I read a little bit of some of the forums on this topic and I did see like pretty much everything that everybody typed. I totally agree to because, yes, we as black women, we are taught to, you know, do it on our own. Um, And I remember reading one person's comment in a forum and she pretty much said like, 
for the most part, and I'm not digging on our beautiful black men by any means, but it kind of rings true that, you know, we grow up kind of feeling that they may be unreliable. Whereas other nationalities, i.e. white women, like they know that their men are going to um, take care of them. They're going to be the breadwinners. Like it is just engraved in them that I'm going to be with somebody who who going to take care of me. So I really don't have to, I don't want to say not work as hard, but I don't, I don't have to do it all. Whereas we are kind of raised, hey, once you get out of high school, you go to college, get your degree, get a great career, um, you know, take care of you um, first. Um, and I don't think it's necessarily that engraved to us. I mean, we may see things from, you know, our families, but I don't, I don't ever recall like my mom sitting down with me and saying, hey, you know, you got to nurture and care for your husband and you need to make him feel like a man. Like I, right. no, we didn't have that conversation. Nope. Like it was just like, you need to do these things to take care of you. Do not rely on a man. Um, and once I got to that point where I, my career was going, it was like, okay, so now when are you going to get married? And I'm like, hold up. <laughs> right. Like, I'm still working on this part. Exactly. So I get it. I feel like I was, you know, I was raised in a two-parent household and I watched my dad do everything. Like he cooks sometimes, he cleans for the most part. I mean, he does everything around the house and he really caters to my mom. But my dad never gave me the talk about how to cater to a man mm -hmm. and how to make a man happy. It was more so, you get out here, you do this, you get a house before you get married, mm -hmm. you get established, because I don't want you to be dependent on anybody. Mm -hmm. Don't even depend on me, because I'm not loaning you no money. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just you that know, my daddy did that too. Like, after my sophomore year, he was like, okay, he didn't necessarily say I was cut off, but he was like, you need to get a job. Like, right. You <laughs> need to establish yourself. Yes. And... and and I think a part of that is, one, it's kind of set the tone that I didn't need to ask him for anything. I'm quite sure if I did and I needed it, it would be provided. Right. But it was, the precedent was set like, you, you need to rely on you. Right. Yes. Get out here and figure it out. Mm-hmm. I'm kicking you out of the coop. Mm -hmm. Now, you know they don't do that these days. They don't kick their kids. No. Uh -uh. No. Because my sister went back home. I didn't want, she didn't necessarily want to go back home, but she went back home. <laughs> I went back home a couple times. Mm -hmm. I just was like, okay, maybe I'll try it in Kentucky. But then once I get there, I'm like, ooh, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. I can't live in this situation. Yeah, that wasn't an option. I refuse. I refuse. <laughs> you know, I just, I get homesick a lot, mm -hmm. you know, but it was back to the topic. It was never really established <laughs> that these are the things you do. Like, I don't think my dad even sat down when I, when Nick asked him to, can we get married? And he didn't lay down the rules and say, hey, this is what you need to do. Like, I thought he was going to be like my daddy. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought I could get whatever I wanted. Now, mind you, my husband does cook. And he, oh, my God, he cooks some amazing food. You're like, so lucky. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's, it, it's an exchange because if we got 21 spoons in the house, 18 of them are dirty. Mm -hmm. And he's got to use every spoon, every cup, every appliance, every everything to make it. So good luck with 
loading the dishwasher a couple I, I would times. be totally fine with that if my husband made a meal. Like, he, he'll bake some cookies from time to time. But to fix a meal, it's like pulling teeth. I, he can get out on the grill. So right. I'm looking forward to the spring and the summer because mm -hmm. he's going to be out on the grill. Well, we can have a cooking class. Okay. And we can get together and do it as a couple. And but y'all don't eat meat. Girl, we don't need meat. Them meals be amazing. You wouldn't eat meat, I'm telling you. Chaplain. Now, you know I love food. Like, I love food. So, if I can eat it and it's amazing, then you know it's amazing. I'm quite sure it is, but I be needing some chicken. No, <laughs> you don't miss it after a while. No, I would. You won't. Just like you miss cheese. Uh, that's the only thing I miss. Cheese. That's I the would miss only chicken. thing I miss. <laughs> it's cheese. I don't need and some meat. catfish, girl. Please, girl. Wait a second. I got to work around for catfish. It is. It's just some fried pickles. Cause the only thing I really want is that that breading. That's what I want. I don't I want know. Else. I like the the flaky flaky meat of the fish. That does sound good. Yeah. Oh, anyway, anyways, we all talk. <laughs> okay, so I was never given that conversation about how to do certain things. Like, okay, you have to make them feel needed. And appreciate what they do. Appreciation is hard because I feel like why there was a point I felt like, why do I have to tell you that I appreciate you for doing stuff you're supposed to do? Yes, yes. So I'm supposed yes. to say, why, why do I have to appreciate you for taking out the trash? That's your job. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to take out the trash. Like, I'm supposed to glorify you for that? You don't glorify me when I yes. wash clothes or something. Yes. So, I'll never told that but you do you have to kind of but then again why is it for them that we have to say thank you for doing what you're supposed to do whereas we live every day doing what we're I supposed to do work, I help take take care of the kid like I'm I'm doing all of this but it's just expected but for them it's like they get a grand prize right and I feel <laughs> like what happens when we take the day off like if Man, I'm down when I had the flu right. I absolutely loved it I stayed in my room, our room, mm -hmm. and everybody was off limits, and I just let him do what he did, and I knew Lady D would be okay, and we called it a day, but I absolutely loved having the flu and not doing a darn thing. That yeah. was like the best. It was a vacation. Well, I guess I can say me being in the hospital is a vacation, because I ain't do nothing. <laughs> I just sat there and thought about how to get out of this joker. I know, you're trying to break out. Yeah, mm -hmm. I started to run away. But anyways, I don't know. They just feel like we got to tell them like, oh, thank you, babe, for doing such and such and such and such. I guess it's just acknowledging that we notice them for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. I don't. It, that's just been a hard pill to swallow for mm -hmm. me. And so I try to do it. And when I do it, he's like, you don't mean that. And I'm like, dude, I'm like really just trying to work. It. Just I'm trying to it. really work on myself and develop myself into like a better wife. So I listen to what you say. And then I try to do what you're giving me feedback on. And then it's not even received. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Well, maybe I shouldn't tell you that. Mm -hmm. Just so. next time he, he says that, just say, just take it. I tell him Just that accept too. it. Just accept it and take it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to establish that you're doing a good job. Because mm -hmm. it's always good to, for somebody to hear that. That's true. That's true. It's always good. Yes. Like, I know, as I mentioned in the Sweetie shout out, I definitely did, you know, let the husband know, hey, thank you for 
taking care of Lady D's Valentine. Like right. she really needed to see that. So I absolutely love that. And I'm, I, I could see in his face that he was kind of shocked that I said that. Yeah. <laughs> and she's at an age where she can see it. She'll remember. Mm-hmm. Like I remember stuff when I was five and six. Mm-hmm. So you always remember those times. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's setting, it's setting the bar of who, whomever she decides to date, mm-hmm. even dating. Mm-hmm. Well, I doubt she's going to be able to date, but whatever she'll be able to date what according to you according to me it's gonna happen right so she will have a a regular teenage life yeah good luck with that yes Mm -hmm. yeah but back on topic okay (laughs) (laughs) so what you have any other thoughts about how women can better hold it down and make sure that we are making our husbands feel like the men that they should be. Um, I guess as my grandmother used to always tell my aunt that you need to stroke him, but not in the perverted way some of you guys may be thinking. No, you still got to stroke that too. I mean, from time to time, definitely. Time to time, that should be on a regular. Yes, yes. But we're talking about stroking his ego. Um, So she would, you know. Whatever. Give my aunt advice about my uncle and... I would always, in my teenage years, while she was saying this, I was like, why she got to do all that? Like, why she got to keep pumping his head up? Like, why is his head already not pumped up? Like, if I'm coming into this with my ego in order, why do I have to pump up his? You know what? As you were talking, I just thought about something. When our men go out to the world, we don't know what they're dealing with. Just That's like true. they don't know what we deal with That's as true. women. So they may be... After they done dealt with the man all day, their ego might be shattered some days. Shit, we deal with the man. We deal with it too. <laughs> we deal with the two. But I think women have more resilience than men. That is like true. It's like their souls get shook up sometimes and they don't have a way to bounce back like mm-hmm. we do. Because we'll just be like, okay, I'm going to go in this closet. I'm going to cry this out. Yes. We're going to work that out and go on about their business. Men just be like, I'm a man. I can't do that. Yes. So then they like had a stressful day and they feel like I'm inadequate and all kinds of other things that we deal with as women, mm-hmm. as mothers, as wives. And then, but we have a sounding board. You call your girlfriends. A dude's not going to call that homeboys and be man, like, man, let me tell you what, what the man did to me today. Or let me tell you what my homeboy did to yes. me today. They're not going to say, they're no. not going to admit any of that. So mm. maybe that's how we come into their lives to help them feel like whole again once they've been, because it does, like when you deal with that. And so that just came to me as you were talking, like, why do we have to do that? And that's probably why they should do it for us too. They should. And I will say, um, at one point me and the hubs were kind of on the outs and we went to like a weekend retreat to, you know, get it together. And during that time I found like he would call me during the work day. And sometimes I couldn't answer the phone and he would get like really upset about it like I'm just straight ignoring him I'm like no I work on the phone all day I'm not ignoring you like I am literally working I just right. can't stop and you know pick up the phone so it, it pretty much came out that you know those times when he was calling me it was because something had went awry at work and he just needed to hear my voice to calm to com- him down yeah to comfort him yes yeah, so now when he does call I am more aware like you know he just may need a calm down moment, mm-hmm. you know, to get himself together. So 
I'm definitely more aware of that, and um, I do answer the phone. Right. <laughs> definitely when I can. Right. But more often, yes. Yeah. And so we're, as women, we're supposed to be their soft spot. We are. And... But how Most, do you be their soft spot when you're really not a soft spot to begin with? That's because we weren't raised to be a smart, uh, <laughs> a, a soft, soft spot. <laughs> we were raised to be smart and independent and walk out to this world like a boss. Like sometimes you like have to turn. Like a warrior. Black Panther. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I need a spear. Right. So I have noticed there's one person in particular I can think about. Like in her everyday life, she is like hardcore, like. Very, she's hardcore but one day I overheard her talking on the phone to somebody I was like how in the heck is she that sweet mm-hmm. like she was sweet she had a soft spoken and she's not soft spoken at all and I was like reflecting on that not that I was trying to be nosy and eavesdropping but I just never would have thought that this person had a softness to them mm-hmm. so it made me realize if she can turn it on and off and be a boss chick at work and then get real gentle and soft when she's talking to a dude, I was like, wow, that's different. Mm-hmm. I could learn something from that. Because I go home and I'm like, I make decisions all day. I don't want to make any decisions when mm-hmm. I get home. But sometimes I'm like, boom, 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 boom. And he's like, don't boss me around. I'm not one of your workers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not trying to treat you like my worker, but I'm task oriented. So I'm going to complete the task. Yes. And right now what you're asking me you're a task. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds harsh, but that's the way we look Just at compartment, it. Com- uh, compartmentalizing. Right. Mind, yes. That you, here's the task that I got to do, and I just want to check it off my list. Mm-hmm. And that's not what he needs. No, no, that's right. not what he's looking for. Yeah. My husband has a problem with me um, being so involved in something else. And when he cooks, he expects me to come right to the table, right then and there, mm-hmm. and do sit down and eat and I'm like but I'm working on something I'm mm-hmm. trying to send an email I'm trying to do this he was like well you're not at work anymore well yes I am mm-hmm. and I'm trying to handle this because I like to put out fires before they get going and so he says that that in that moment he doesn't feel like I appreciate him cooking for me because I don't eat as soon as the food's ready mm-hmm. first of all I don't like hot food like scorching hot food right out the oven anyway mm-hmm. I don't like cold food but like it don't have to be burning up I'm mm-hmm. coming to eat I promise so mm-hmm. now I have to Make sure that I get everything done in order for him not to feel like I don't appreciate him. Mm, yes, because he wants you to be present. Yeah, yes. and sometimes I'm not very present. Yeah. But let football be on. Okay, that's something totally mm. different. You ain't worried about it then. Yeah, so ladies, we are going to wrap it up. And our takeaway from this is to, one, be more present. Be more sensitive. Stroke him in all the ways that you know. All the ways. And also, please, you know, try different ways to make him feel like a man. Or that you need him. So, even if we don't know how to do it. I know. But we're going to figure out Actually, grandmas, they know. Girl, my grandma will give us a crazy answer. We don't, <laughs> don't want to ask her. Don't want to ask her nothing. And she'll be like, girl. Mm-mm. Oh, my goodness. So, please um, write in your thoughts um, to um, on Instagram. You can, um, it's going to be hashtag it's underscore not a fairy tale. On Twitter, it's at it underscore fairy tale. Or Facebook, it's not a fairy tale. As well, you can email us um, at it's not a fairy tale 615 at gmail.com.
right, so now we're going to do our business shout out. Um, we like to make sure our business shout outs are supportive of people in relationships and in marriages. So we want to shout out small businesses that are helping us keep it together. Yes. So um, this, the service we're going to shout out right now is London Bee um, Nanny Service. And pretty much are you feeling overwhelmed and finding a nanny on your own? London Bee Premier Nanny Service is South Florida's premier nanny agency. They specialize in matching families with the best nannies in the Fort Lauderdale area. They personally interview and pre-screen all candidates before you meet with them. All nannies are CPR first aid certified and have undergone an extensive background check. If you need help with finding a nanny, contact London B at 954-470-0777 or visit their website at www.londonbnanny.com. They are offering 10% off on permanent nanny placements for our listeners. Um, so definitely hit up London B Nanny, Premier Nanny, um, so you can get rid of your kids and Just have some alone time. Alone time. So you can bring out your inner kitten. Oh, yes. Or no. tiger. <laughs> 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 All right. And we'll put everything in the show notes. You can catch us on iTunes, um, Stitcher, um, SoundCloud. I want to say iHeart as well as Google Play and Spreaker.com. Um, to listen to our podcast, please subscribe and like us, leave comments. Um, and again, you can find us on hashtag it's underscore not a fairy tale on the gram and on Twitter at at it underscore fairy tale as well as on Facebook. It's not a fairy tale. And please, please email us your businesses, your business buzzes, as well as um, your sweetie shout outs so yeah. we can, you know, share what's working for other people with our listeners. Right, because we can learn a lot from one another. Oh, yes, we surely can. Because we always say, why didn't anybody tell me that? Exactly. Like, why? Why? My yeah. mama didn't tell me that. Mm-mm. Yes. So, um, and you can send those um, if you want to to it's not a fairy tale 615 at gmail.com. And we will get back with you next week with some other Rache reality and another good topic on marriage and relationships. Yeah. All right. Bye. bye.